Hey y'all, thanks so much for joining me again for All the Things with Lindsay. And I'm excited about today's episode because I'm a firm believer in just getting it all out on the table. I think if we take our thoughts and our stresses and everything that we think about and we just write them down or we say them out loud, we can conquer those things. And if you're a mom, a wife, a business owner, you work, you stay at home, you go to work, whatever it is, today's episode is for you. And we're going to start with just all the things that I feel like I, as a mom, think about on a daily basis and really stress me, stress me out and make me worry in the mental load that I carry as a mom. We're just going to start with mom life, okay? First of all, there's childcare. I am truly blessed that Miles goes to daycare. They're consistent. They're open every single day. There's multiple teachers. They have backup. That is, it's perfect. You know, but what if I didn't? What if I didn't have that? What if I had to worry about being closed for quarantine or somebody was sick? What if it was a parent or a grandparent that was watching them and then I no longer had that option or uh, somebody got sick and I couldn't? Who's my backup babysitter? What do I do? And I never had to consider this until this year when Layton was no longer in school. She was on a rotation and that was just way too much for my brain to process. So we pulled her out and we started doing just um, straight virtual, which praise Jesus for my mom. Praise Jesus because I could never sit down with her during school hours and do those things and my mom has. But I never had to think about that. I never had to think about a backup for school until this year. I had to think about school this year. Some of the most stress that's ever been in my life came this summer trying to figure out the best option for school for my child. Wow. I mean, the best thing for your child's health and safety dealing with school. That's something that I never thought I would have to to deal with. You know, was I going to send her to school? Was I going to move her to a private school? Were we going to keep her home? Was Jamie going to agree with me on this? So many things that we deal with when it comes to the safety, health, and care of our our kids. Um, you know, using sick time, if one of my kids are sick, how do I handle that? I own my own business. Can't take them to my mom's. I can't take them to the babysitter when they're sick. How do Jamie and I handle that? I'm the mom. Is it my job to stay home because I'm the mom and that I feel like that's my role as a mother? How do I handle that? And then there's the distractions when you're at work because you're thinking about, uh, what about dinner tonight? What are we going to eat for dinner? Did I lay out something? Oh, did I tell the kids that they were going to be pickups today? Who's going to pick the kids up? Did we grab our soccer stuff? You know, and it changes every season, the things that run through your head. Did I sign her backpack? (laughs) Did I I sign it with eyeliner? Um, You know, and then take it. Here's the big one. Taking care of housework. Taking care of housework. Housework is a full-time job for whoever's doing it. It's a full-time job because there's laundry, which I feel like is a game of match where you have the cards that you flip over and, you know, you're trying to map, figure out where you put that other one when you flip it back over. And then you got this giant stack of 
freaking sucks. Oh, and half the time my dogs probably ate the match to them. So who knows if I even have the match and here I am digging for the match. And 30 minutes later, I still have a pile of socks and very few socks matched. I'm glad I got that out. And then there's just the ever mounting load of laundry that never ceases to amaze me where it comes from. You know, like even when you've not been anywhere, it's like, where did all these clothes come from that are dirty? Like, where did they come from? If I see, who, who's that? I've never seen that before. Am I washing other people's clothes too? And you know, there's the laundry, there's the dishes, there's the floors. The, the floors stay filthy in our house. When I built a house, I never thought about the color of the floors. And by golly, it's the only thing I would change if I built a house again is I would have light colored floors because dark floors show absolutely everything. And all I do is clean floors. All I do is clean floors. And making the beds and making sure everything's dusted. And we did budget this year for a house cleaner that comes two days a week. Or excuse me, excuse me, every other week. But in between time, there's so many things that I still have to do as a mother. And these are things that um, I still uh, have help with. Like, Jamie is amazing. He's a huge help. He is a, t- we are a team. Our kids are a huge help. That still does not make that load any less. There's the empty and trash cans, the ordering groceries, making sure that dinner's out, uh, making sure that we have what we need to eat. And then there's getting out of the house in the morning. And this is what we're really going to talk about today. So I'm not going to dive into that. But there's also stress from working uh, with your family. You know, are you on your phone answering emails while you're with your family? Are you are you working instead of spending family time? And there's always that judgment of, you know, well, you're not really raising your kids right, or you spend you're you spending enough time with your kids, or all you do is work. So many things are mental load on moms, just moms, and like that's just moms in general. No matter what, everything else you do, you already wear so many hats as mom, from the cab driver to the soccer game. Um, <laughs> the chef, the maid, and the list just goes on and on. And I'm not complaining about those tasks as a mom because I'm complaining about the laundry. I will say that. But I'm not complaining about being a mom. I love my role as a mom. Those other things are what stress me out so bad. And I feel like take time away from me being able to be the mom that I want to be. But those things are never going to go away. And then you have a business. And maybe you don't own a business. Maybe you just, you go to work every day. But you may not mean to, but a lot of times you bring work home. And some jobs are a little bit more high stress than others, and you just carry those things with you. But if you own your own business, you're working late hours. There are weeks that I work 60 and 80 hours a week. That's not every season of life, but that is certain seasons that I know that I'm going to work those times. And I experience so much guilt as a mother for that time away from my kids. So, so much guilt. But there's also the risk of not being able to pay your bills. When both of you and your spouse work at the same business, you 
you have to earn that money and you have to keep it coming in. You're thinking about your kid's future. Am I setting them up for the future with Roth IRAs and college funds? Am I setting myself up for the future where I can retire? If you own your own business, please tell me this is something that you have thought about because it's so important. There's times that you're told no and you don't understand why you told no, you're told no and you're rejected and you wonder why they don't use you for business and are you good enough or are you worthy? Did you say something wrong? Did you do something wrong? There is so many sleepless nights where you're playing these things over and over in your head, the mom things over and over in your head and then you're thinking of your to-do list at the exact same time. You, be, you get taken advantage of. You get stepped on, knocked down, pushed down. And if you own your own business, a lot of times it's a constant fight to get back up and to put on a game face and pretend that you're good. You deal with doubt. You deal with self-worth. You're constantly trying to work and grow because if you ever stop learning in whatever field or business you're in, you're done. You're done. So you're always, you always have to be studying, growing, learning as a business. And it's exhausting sometimes. It's mentally exhausting. And there's pressure from family that maybe they don't understand your choice. Maybe they think, oh, well, I don't know why they didn't just go do this instead. Everybody has an opinion And it's typically not the one that you decided to go with. I'm so blessed that I have such a supportive family. My whole family supportive. Whole family. But there were still a lot of people that doubted me. And there were pressures to make sure that I balanced work and family life. But do you know what everybody else has seen over the last 12 years? They've watched me grow into successful business. They haven't seen the the tears in the car. They haven't seen the fights between me and Jamie. They haven't seen um, the defeat or the hurt or the mom guilt that I've experienced. And I had to get to a place, you all, and this is where we're going today, that I had to decide that life was a priority and living it to the fullest, to the best of my ability, was a priority. I had to do things for me and my family that were going to make our life better. And it didn't mean, it didn't matter if other people understood what I was doing, it didn't matter if people couldn't understand my structure. It didn't matter if people, you know, thought I was crazier than hell because I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning and I was working out. It didn't, it didn't matter what other people thought. It was what was going to work in our house and it was what was going to make me a better mother, a better housekeeper, a better wife, a better business owner, a better friend, a better daughter, sister, all of those things. And that's what I cared about, whether anybody else looked at me like I was crazy. It didn't matter. I had to be better at those things before I could achieve my goal. 
I had to put my priorities in line and push that mom guilt to the side and say, your kids are loved, they're fed, they're taken care of, they have what they need. You're raising them to pray and love Jesus. So you may not be perfect, Lindsay. You may not be perfect. You may not be doing everything right. You may not be there every second of every day to coddle and love your kids, but they are taken care of. And you are doing the absolute best that you possibly can. And that's what mattered. I had to get out of my own head. And you all, I still experience mom guilt. I do. But what... Where a lot of this was stemming from is where we're, we're about to go, okay? So what was happening is I was living in this monotonous, and I'll call it the, I call it a hamster wheel because, you know, you just keep running. The hamster just keeps running in a circle and they're not going anywhere. And that's what I felt like. Honestly, I would say I, would, I felt like a guinea pig, uh, you know, just to see like an experiment that somebody was saying how much I could handle before I exploded. And this probably, you know, shown all over me in my business and my day-to-day. I would put on a smile like most moms do. Most moms don't break down in the middle of the soccer field. They break down in the car before they get out. Can I get an amen? Has anybody done that? You're, You're just so overwhelmed thinking about all the things that you have to do that you just... You're, you're tearing up and you're trying not to. And you're like, I got to go in here. I got to go do this. I have to suck it up. I have to put a smile on my face. I can't wear sunglasses in the YMCA. People can't see me cry. So you just, you suck it up because you are a strong, a strong woman. And you're a mom and you are incredible. And that is so hard to do because I've done it so many times. And there's times that I wondered if I could. I'm like, can I physically, can I physically do this? And I had to pray and be like, God, please, I have to walk in here. Help, help me do this. Help me do this. Because I can't do this alone. And that's where a lot of my strength, no, 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 excuse me. That is where all my strength has come from is through, through prayer. And then I had to find a good system that worked because I was tired of being in my own way. And I knew I wasn't accomplishing everything that I was supposed to accomplish in my life. I wasn't able to be the best of all of those things that I was called to be. And so I had to do something different. I had to get off the hamster wheel and work on structuring my life. And we talked about the other day on the podcast, a pre-sunrise routine or getting up early. Today, we're going to talk about my sunrise morning routine. And there are people out there that's like, you just lost me. You You said early morning. Listen. Here's the difference, and we're all in different seasons of our life, so some of us don't have to get up at 5 o'clock to keep from being so stressed out when we get out the door. But some, of, a lot of you listening, I would bet, have young kids. 
that you're responsible for. You're, you're responsible for making sure that they're dressed, their backpack signed, you're out the door. You're, you're responsible and you don't have extra time in the morning. You don't have the time to um, get all those things done without really stressing out if you don't get up on time. And I read this book. It's called The 5 a.m. Club. It's, it's amazing. If you've not read it, do it. It changed my life. I thought, I cannot get up early. I do, I, I'm not a morning person. So this is not me sitting here telling you that, oh, just get up early. It's so easy. I do it all the time. No, that's not me. That is not me at all. I used to freaking hate getting up early in the morning. Like, you could not roll me out of bed before the sun came up. Just wasn't, that just wasn't me. My dad used to always say, he was like, you're missing, you're missing the day. You're wasting your day if you're not up before the sun comes up. And I'm like, you are crazy. This sleep feels good. That was me. I was tired. And it's a vicious cycle because when we're tired, we don't want to get up. But when we don't get up, we don't accomplish everything that we need to accomplish. And so we run this rat race constantly trying to get it all done in a day. And we're freaking exhausted all the time. All the time. And that is no way to live your life because you can't fulfill your purpose like that. You can't be good. You can't be great at what you do like that. And so I had to start getting up early. And I started with baby steps because your mindset is going to be, I can't do this. I'm just telling you. I hear it all the time. I can't do that. I can't get up early. I can't do that. I can't get up early. No. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The only difference is you don't want to. And you have to admit that to yourself. You have to say, I could, but I don't want to. It's like my mom. She's like, you know, I could eat healthy, but I'd rather have this cheeseburger. And at least she's honest with herself. She's like, I could, but I don't want to. There's a difference. And you can, you just have to choose to. You have to make that choice. You have to decide that you want to change your life and actively take the steps to do it. And baby steps are the way to go because what happens is we try to do all of these things at once and then we're so overwhelmed and we're still exhausted and then we feel defeated on top of that. And when you get defeated, you quit. We're better off to take, make little baby steps to achieving these things than try to do it all at once and just flop on our face and give up because let's be real. It's really easy to give up instead of keep fighting for it and keep doing it, especially if it's hard. And so I started, I was started by getting up at six and then I'd get up at 530 and then I got up at five. And now I would say at least five out of seven days a week. Now I'm not perfect. It doesn't always happen. But I get up at 4 o'clock. There's mornings that I'm up before the alarm clock goes off. And I know you're thinking, holy crap, that's early. Uh, It is. I don't go to bed early. I go to bed between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Now, when I started all this, I was really tired about 8 o'clock, 8.30. But I tried to push as long as I could to stay up to like 9. And my body finally adjusted. So now it's like 9.30, 10 o'clock. I'm in bed. I'm still up. If I'm up later than that... Like I don't, I don't get up in the morning sometimes. And I had to really work on a good night's sleep, which 
is that podcast is coming soon. So this is a sequential series to help you uh, organize, structure, and control the chaos in your life. And so I started I started with the baby steps. I would get up early. And then at four o'clock, this is what I do. Okay, you're thinking you are you are crazy. At four o'clock, I have my tray beside my bed. And my tray has my devotion on it. My tray has my book that I'm currently reading on it. And then uh, I leave my phone where I have to actually get up out of bed and get it. And we talked about the alarm clock being away from me so we don't have to worry about turning it off. I'm so guilty. was so guilty of that. That was one of the hardest things. And I get up and I believe how you start your day, how you start your day can determine how your day goes. And starting your day with Jesus, and that's what I do every single morning. I do, uh, our pastor, he called it the five, five, and five. And it was five minutes of prayer, five minutes of devotion or reading the Bible, and then five minutes of worship music. So mine's a little different than that because my, um, my devotion is a little bit longer than that, that now. It's called Determined by Heather Dixon. It's incredible if you're looking for a great purpose-driven devotion. It's it's incredible. And I just started in January, the beginning of the year. And so I do, me and Jamie pray together. Or I pray by myself if he's already, he, he gets up before me, believe it or not, and goes and works out. Um, but I'll pray and then I'll do my devotion I have a Bible app podcast on Spotify that I listen to. It's through the Bible in a year, and it's like 10 to 15 minutes. So I spend like the first probably 30 minutes uh, with Jesus. And sometimes I'm asleep, half asleep. I won't lie. And I have to pray for him to help me wake up. Like, help me, God. Help me. Help me to connect. This is my quiet time with you. This is my time to really just, really just listen and there's something so peaceful and serene about the quietness of the morning. We live in this Amazon Prime, fast-paced, noise, quick, go, 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 that our brain never stops moving. And that time with Jesus, when it's quiet, and sometimes we do have to slow our brains down, even, even in the quiet of the morning, and when we're thinking about all we have to do. But it's so important. It really helps me connect and prepare for the day, prepare my heart and prepare my brain for the day. And so I do that. And then I read uh, my 10 pages. We started 75 hard and I finished it on Christmas day and I'm getting ready to start it again probably in the next month. But uh, we started 75 hard and one of that, one of the things on there is reading 10 pages of like a self-help book. And so that's what I've, I have, I've read nine books already in the last seven, eight months, which is more than I've probably read the whole time I was in school. Teachers don't judge me, but um, I, I read 10 pages every morning and then I go work out. Workout's about 45 minutes, and then I come upstairs. I want to be in the shower by 6 o'clock. I want to have my kids up by 6 o'clock, and I want our clothes laid out, which we talk about in the nighttime routine episode, 
and our clothes are laid out so there's no stress. We we eliminate as much stress in the morning as we can by preparing the night before or the week the weekend before. Anything that could cause stressors, anything that could create issues, anything that could make us late, we try to prepare for because we want we can control things that stress us out. We just choose a lot of times not to control those things. We just let them run us and then we can't understand why we can't get our life in order. There's so many things that we control, can control and we just choose not to. And so our clothes are laid out. Leighton and I don't fight in the mornings anymore over clothes. We did that for the first two years of school and even before that because she's like, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear that. So her clothes are picked out. She knows what she's wearing each day. We have an organizer in her closet that says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We put the clothes in there. Uh, when she was in school, we knew what PE day was. So we put that was her comfy under armor day. But I wanted her to get up in the morning. I wanted her to take pride in how she looked. I wanted her to take care of herself. And she was not seeing her mother do that. She was seeing her mom roll out of bed at 6.30 when we had to leave at 7 with no shower, throwing on clothes, a lot of times going, I don't have anything to wear because I didn't like the way anything felt or fit because I was so stressed out and hated myself because I was always so stressed out and uh, yelling at both of my kids, get up, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, get up, we're late, we're late. And taking the things out on my kids that were not my fault, their fault. It was my fault. It was my fault because I was not being the adult and controlling that situation. And so we changed this routine. We made sure that backpacks were signed, that the, everything was in it, that our soccer clothes, our basketball clothes, whatever we had was laid out and ready to go. We had who was picking the kids up already taken care of. You do those things when you're not tired and you have more time and you're not in a rush. So get up in the morning, I was taking a shower. I looked better. I felt better about myself because one, I was make, I was I was starting my day with Jesus, calm and serene and not stressed and yelling. I was working out at least 45 minutes. And so that helped me to feel better. And normally by that time, I'd already had maybe, maybe, you know, 16 to 20 ounces of water in my system, which water wakes the brain up. And I just wasn't stressing and yelling and anxious. I wasn't dropping my kid off at school with tears in my eyes anymore because I was creating so much stress on everybody. And that translated into their days and how they learned and how they grew in their uh, scholastics. It translated in how they felt about their self because when we're hurried and rushed and they felt like it was their fault, I was really, really doing a disservice to my kids and my family. And I had to change that. And you may not look at it like that way. Like, look at it like, like that. But if you start to see and change your mindset, you'll change your life. And so by getting up early, having a routine, 
having everything ready, the stress of getting out the door, getting where we need to be on time was eliminated almost completely. Now, when I got to work, I was happier. I handled situations better. I was nicer. I was more focused on what I do every single day instead of worrying about, oh my gosh, I yelled at my kids this morning. I feel guilt. I feel more mom guilt, extra mom guilt today. And then I was able to come home at night and start a good healthy routine over again instead of being so exhausted that I couldn't function or spending all my time trying to make up for the fact that I crushed my kids' souls that morning for yelling at them. So take the time to really prepare your mornings. Work hard to actively take baby steps to get better for your family, for your kids, and for you. Because once you start to get these things in order, your priorities in order, you start to organize the things that you can control and create these good systems. It may feel like work to begin with. It might. It's going to. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be hard. But once you create these systems, what's going to happen is that it's just going to come to you innately that things that were once hard are going to become easier. And once these things get easier, your brain can focus more on being that mom that you want to be, being that wife that you want to be, being that person that you want to be. And when your brain is happy and feels motivated, oh, I forgot, I make my bed every morning. Duh, if I don't make my bed, I feel I feel icky. Like I feel icky. And I know people say, oh, well, I'll, I, it feels better if I don't make it at night. Oh, bull crap. It feels just the same. It feels just the same. Don't make excuses. When your bed's made in the morning, you've already accomplished something. And then you can't get back in it if you make it. Anyway, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But you accomplish little things. You accomplish little things that changes how you feel about yourself, about what you can do. You feel more driven. And once you feel more driven, you're going to feel like You're fulfilling a purpose or you're going to have goals and ambitions and things that you're like, I never thought I could do that, but I know I can now. I know I can do that now because I am achieving these things. You're going to build the confidence that you never had. And I know you're thinking, no, there's no, there's no way. This is crazy. I'm telling you, I'm a business owner of 12 years. 12 years almost in in August or excuse me in October and when I started doing these things I was able to accomplish so many more of my goals and my dreams while being a better mother wife I could balance these things simultaneously and that is one of the biggest struggles Biggest struggles for everybody is this balance of um, of all of those things. The juggling of the housework and the laundry and the mom life and the work life and the spouse and 
all the other hats. Like this is one of the biggest things that women deal with. We have so many hurdles that we have to overcome. We do. But to much is given, much is expected. And I can promise I have been given, I've been blessed beyond belief. And it was my job to take everything that I've been blessed with and work even harder to be better for everybody around me and to fulfill my purpose. Because I had a purpose. I have a purpose. Maybe I don't even, I'm not even aware of all of it yet. And you have a purpose. So change your life now. Take action. Take baby steps to control your life. Stop living in this chaos on this hamster wheel of complete craziness where life is just controlling you and you're exhausted all the time and you're never happy or you wonder why you're not happy or you think I used to have goals I used to have dreams I used to have things I want to do um we we just feel so much and start eliminate some of the eliminating some of those guilts those mom guilts by working extra hard to be the light and the person that your kids look up to because they're watching you and they love you so much unconditionally. So work to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can. And I promise great things will happen. And it's going to be hard. It is. It's going to be really, really hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but you got this. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Write it on your mirror. I can do this. I want to do this. And you're going to. The world needs more happy, strong, independent, but content women. That's what they need. That is what the world needs. To see the light in you, to see Jesus in you, to make this world a better place for now and the future. You got this. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of All the Things with Lindsay. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, we ask that you just share it with somebody. Share it. And go hit the subscribe button. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at lindsay.bowler or, and or on Facebook at All the Things with Lindsay. Until next time, you all have a fantastic day.